Welcome to the Skeptical Auditor Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Hernan Murdoch. Today on the show, we're joined by Peyton Hahn, Senior Manager of Audit Innovation at Fidelity Investments. In this episode, we talk about the impacts of the Great Resignation, how creativity, innovation, and data analytics are influencing the future of our profession. We explore ways to find the best solution given the proliferation of data analytics tools in the marketplace. We also talk about the need for boundaries and clearer guidance when asked to build monitoring programs for management. All that and more, starting now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Skeptical Auditor. I'm Dr. Hernan Murdoch, and with me today is someone who has a lot of experience when it comes to data analytics, and I am very happy to have him on the show because we're going to spend a few moments talking a bit about what's been happening in this profession, uh, and I'm referring to Peyton Han. He is Senior Manager of Audit Innovation at Fidelity Investments. Hello, Peyton. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, Hernan. How are you? I am well, thank you. I am well. Well, uh, as a futurist, I want to pick your brain as relates to data analytics and what are some of the things that you see happening. I've been watching this space since I joined Internal Audit back in the 90s, 1998 to be more specific. And we had some very rudimentary tools, but we were playing around with it. We're doing things with it and finding very interesting dynamics within data sets and uh, in impressing clients when we're doing that. And I know we've come a long way. So where we are today, and as you start to look into the future, what are some of the things that you see that we should be on the lookout for? Absolutely. First of all, great to be here. Thank you so much. That's a real honor. Um, but yes, I do think we live in a very interesting time right now as it relates to kind of using analytics within the audit profession. So, you know, as you mentioned, audit analytics has been going on for a very long time. And I think towards the end of kind of the last decade, the end of the 2010s, we're really starting to pick up steam with new tools and just a lot of adoption and really, really starting to become uh, the center of attention. And then, of course, 2020 hit and it changed everything um, in so many ways. But one of the ways it did, it definitely did impact kind of the way we think about audit analytics. And overall, even though there are pros and cons to, to the situation, I do think overall it's going to be um, a positive thing. And the reason is, you know, we talk about, you know, the great resignation and, and mm -hmm. what that means for our profession. And so the great resignation, I think, is going to be in the long term, a positive impact on audit analytics, because we have a couple different forces at play here. One is we have a lot of people leaving. We have turnover and all transfers because as high as it's ever been. And I think everyone recognizes that. But on the positive side, we have cross-pollination. We have auditors leaving you know, where they've been and bringing new ideas to new teams. Hopefully they've seen you know, audit analytics in practice and now they're bringing those ideas to teams that maybe didn't have anyone um, to kind of spread that word. And that is a, I think that is gonna be a great influence in the long run. And second, we, have, we see increasing salaries across the board, but especially in that kind of inexperienced auditor level, maybe, you know, three to five years of experience. And so when that happens, as we've seen in history, when those salary increases happen, automation shortly follows. And why is that? We just want to make sure that those resources that now are, are receiving, you know, that additional compensation, we want them to be doing value-add activities. We don't want them sorting through tons of PDFs and kind of just ticking and tying, doing really basic stuff. So let's farm that out to our computers, automate. So the benefits of automation have never been higher. And I think the great resignation is, is a big reason for that. 
And so I think that's one change we're all going through right now that is going to be a huge positive impact down the road. Very interesting perspective there. Uh, yes, I, I can see that happening. Uh, uh, one thing about that that I'm also curious about, and, and you mentioned people coming into the profession, moving from one organization to another where they have seen things done differently. Now they bring it to their new employer and and and, and encouraging in, uh, uh, innovation or, or, or creativity or, or exploration is probably the word I'm looking for. Well, how about those individuals who are coming out of college? And my experience has been that recently, a lot of them are getting a lot of exposure to uh, tools and, 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 and ways of doing analytics in school that they can then bring into the workforce. Um, again, bring in those new ideas that you were just alluding to. Is that something that you're seeing as well where the new graduates are coming in with new ways of doing things and questioning some of the things that we have been doing for a long time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I used to kind of manage the internship program, and I always was amazed year after year how much the next, uh, you know, class of interns already was showing, you know, more and more uh, aptitude towards data analytics and just a general awareness. And one of the reasons I think is that, you know, colleges are changing their approach to the coursework. One place where I did a talk at a local university, they had in their accounting program, a data analytics course that was required for everyone. It really talked about uh -huh. concepts around data visualization, automation, how they apply to the accounting practice. And so a lot of auditors coming into the industry have probably gone through similar education and are going to have general awareness about these themes and bring them into wherever they're starting off their careers. And that is going to be a huge impact. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so that's very interesting and refreshing to hear as well, because we need those new ideas. The, the world is moving forward. Organizations are moving forward. They're automating very rapidly and at great speed in, in terms of their investments as well in this area. So uh, having a, a cohort, an, an, an annual cohort of auditors coming in with new ideas will definitely help us tremendously. Now, let, let's take a look at another thing that I'm curious about, uh, and I, I wonder about your perspective on on this has to do with certifications. So we have been encouraging uh, certifications for a long time, and we know that we have moved beyond the CPA as being the, the, the preferred one because we do more than accounting and tax work. We, we look at risk and controls, operational dynamics, IT, and so many other things. So the CIA certification. And of course, we have CISA, more IT-focused, and, and then we have CFE, for example, more fraud-focused. When it comes to data analytics, uh, do you see us also, and I say us as, as, as far as audit and, and compliance professionals, do you see some specialization perhaps that is going to um, focus on that particular aspect of it, bringing these elements of statistics, data analytics, and risk and controls together for our benefit? Absolutely. I think it's something that is incredibly needed right now in our industry, a huge opportunity to recognize that, hey, Data analytics is almost like its own function within uh, the audit practice now, and it's becoming more and more important. And so we need to provide certifications as a way to help people show that they have the knowledge, that they have the commitment and the understanding of just not only the technical side, how do I do all this analytics, what are the tools I use, all of that expertise, but marry that up to how does it apply specifically with an audit? Because there are so many 
unique challenges that come with that. You know, the level of confidence we need to have in our results and our processes around audit analytics is, is very high. And so, you know, I think with additional things that are going to evolve within our industry in terms of guidance around analytics, you know, we're, we may see, very well see, that matched up with uh, a certification that can really prove, hey, I not only have the technical knowledge, I also have the audit um, methodology and theory knowledge to use it correctly. And I think that is a huge opportunity mm -hmm. and I do have um, very high hope that it's coming soon. Interesting there, yes. Okay. Uh, now, one of the things you mentioned just a moment before, and that had to do with visualization. Now, one thing that I, uh, I'm always curious about and I'm a big advocate for is balancing that technical expertise with the ability to convey their results in a way that the audience understands. So communication skills, those soft skills that allows us to explain what we did, why it matters, and why the results should be a call for action. So is that something that you also see uh, continuing or maybe even becoming more important as we have more sophisticated tools, being able to find a way to more eloquently convey the results and the implications of those results to our audience? Yes, I think that is going to be maybe the key, um, one certainly one of the key elements, key skills that is going to set people apart when they get into this audit analytics field. It is so much more than the technical knowledge. The thing that can really set someone apart is to be able to look at something very complicated, you know, doing a really complicated analytic, but boil it down to the simplest parts to really help an auditor or chief audit executive or management understand, hey, yes, there's all this kind of technical stuff going on, but here's what you need to understand about it. Here's how you can feel confident that it's correct and do that in a way that they can understand without having the technical knowledge that goes behind that. That is going to be absolutely critical to anyone who wants to really stand out in this industry. It's really those soft skills that I think are going to be absolutely, um, you know, critical, very important to understand. And that's why it's such an interesting skill set, right? You need the technical, you need to be able to do the analytics, but you need the soft skills. You have to be able to communicate your value, your results in a way that people can feel confident and comfortable that what you're doing is correct. And I've seen mm -hmm. many times where sometimes it is, you know, you can be extremely smart in the technical stuff, do things that are absolutely amazing with technology. But if you can't boil that down and explain it, to someone who doesn't have that technical knowledge, it's just not as useful. And so that's going to be very right. important moving forward. Very important points there for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that point. Uh, now, what do you make of the proliferation of tools? There are so many options now. When I started, uh, of course, you had Excel. It was still uh, fairly new, but it, we had Excel. We had, uh, I think Lotus 1, 2, 3 was already out. Uh, so I don't go that far back. But uh, we had ACL, and then shortly after that, we had IDEA and a few other tools. But what do you make of the proliferation? Because over the last 15 years or so, so many more have come into the market. What do you make of all of that? Yeah, I think it's a great development for, um, for the profession. I do think it adds complications as well. So on the pro side, mm -hmm. we have technology is getting cheaper and more available. Education around it is getting easier to find, more available. You don't have to go to college necessarily to learn Python or any other tool. You have YouTube where you can go find a million free educational videos out there. So not only getting tools, but learning them is becoming so much easier, more accessible to everyone. On the flip side, though, 
we have so many tools, so many options. It's almost like, okay, I don't even know where to start now. And so one piece of advice I always think about or give when, when people are choosing tools is remember who your customer is. Remember who you're working with. You have to meet auditors where they are in a lot of ways. So even though Excel, you know, it's been used forever, but it's what people are familiar with. It's, it's comfortable. And so that's why it can still even today be a great place to start with analytics because it can do a lot, but it also can have that comfortable feel if you're looking for a place to start. Sometimes Excel it is a great place to start for that reason. But there are also, like you mentioned, all these newcomers, all these, uh, you know, whether they be audit specific tools like ACL or IDEA or just general data science tools like NIME, Python, Alteryx, Tableau, things that aren't just used with an audit, but just using data science. And I do think one thing that we are trending towards is more adoption of just those general data science tools because it really expands your net in terms of who you can recruit. I don't need to recruit someone that understands a specialized tool. I can recruit someone that knows these tools like Python or whatever, that they're going to learn in other jobs outside of audit and bring that skill set to us. Mm -hmm. Very, very interesting. Absolutely. And, and we have so many choices. And of course, with that, we have different price points as well. So whether you're a small or medium-sized organization or a large one, there's a tool out there for you. Uh, we need to take a short break, but when we come back, I would like to turn our attention to some of the challenges that you uh, anticipate we'll be confronted with. So we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by ACI Learning. Are you looking for CPE credits, professional development to continue your education or a custom team training solution? Here at ACI Learning, we've been building high quality training for over 40 years, meeting the needs of every learner. Our training solutions will keep you and your team engaged and motivated to learn, helping students stay sharp in their field and better serve the organization. Join thousands of global audit risk and compliance professionals. Visit acilearning.com to find out how we're disrupting the audit learning space. We have been talking with Peyton Han about uh, data analytics and some of the directions that we see in the future for our profession as it relates to data analytics. So we were talking in the first half of the program uh, about some of the opportunities and the positive development that we anticipate Let's turn our attention now to some of the challenges. What do you see as challenges, Peyton? Yeah, I think there are several challenges facing uh, audit analytics practitioners today. Um, they're they're kind of new and some that are familiar. But I think one of the very, very key ones, one that we are all going to have to grapple with at some point or another, <clears throat> is that, hey, we're analytics. We're building these really great tools. We're helping. We're hopefully providing a lot of um, you know, value to management. We're helping identify even the smallest, smallest, smallest little errors in their controls. And so we're building all these great things. And then inevitably management comes and says, hey, love that tool you've got there. I'd love to have it too, <laughs> because I'd like to find these things before audit does. And so, right. and I'm uh, inevitably, I've seen it happen over and over and over. And so every audit practitioner that's you know building great stuff is probably gonna have this scenario at some point. And so the question becomes, you know, you're kind of torn. On one hand, you want to be a great um, advisor to management. You want to be providing value, be a great business partner. But on the other hand, there's this identity crisis. There's this kind of, you know, how do we maintain our independence if we're kind of building tools for management? It's, it's a very complicated um, scenario to be in. And uh, I've seen it play out lots of different ways. But I do think this is one of the key, key, key uh, things that audit practitioners need to think about 
need to come up with a plan, work with your chief auditor, your stakeholders and say, hey, when this happens, you know, what's our plan? What are we thinking here? What are you prioritizing? And how do we put the guardrails in place to make sure we can still maintain that independence, but we don't want to necessarily say no to management either. And it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult uh, scenario to be in, um, but it can play out very well also. This is very interesting because for so many years we have been talking about uh, continuous auditing and then, of course, continuous um, monitoring. And there are different ways to define the two activities. Uh, in general, what I, the way I define it is continuous auditing is what auditors do without infringing too much in terms of co-managing. We don't want to do that for independence reasons. But uh, there are certain risks that we probably want to know about early on. If something goes awry, we want to know so we can intervene. And then we have continuous monitoring, which is what management needs to do. But to your point, Peyton, I believe that there's something there, of course, that uh, they may want to look at some of those tools. And then the challenge becomes, well, if the tool identifies or does not identify something, uh, how does that play out and who is to be uh, addressed, who is going to look into that uh, gap, if you will, in terms of coverage. Now, building on that, though, I'm just curious about, uh, and as we are having this conversation, the IA is, is uh, also looking in terms of the IPPF rewrite and, and, and looking at some updates and upgrades to the standards and, and all the related documentation. I am wondering if some guidance isn't in order to help us define those lines better, because we have been talking about adding value and not only being defensive, but also, let's call it offensive, right? Creating value. So mm -hmm. all of these things, in my mind, intersect. Do you see them also as, as perhaps begging for guidance and clarity in, in our profession? Yes, I absolutely do. I think um, guidance from whether it's IA or some government entity or, or whatever it is. I think it's inevitably coming for audit analytics. Right. And I think, you know, you can either see it as a good or bad thing, but I generally see it as a good thing. It's going to provide guidance to help us stay on the guardrails, make sure not only that, you know, we're building great audit analytics tools, but that they're being used correctly. And that's very key. You know, one of the big risks when you build a tool, you know, an aut you automate something, is you don't want to lose the context, you don't want to lose the knowledge, and you don't want to misinterpret the outputs. And so in my mind, all it's going to take is you know, one person misinterpreting an output and it causing a big problem before we start seeing a little bit more stringent guidance around how auto analytics gets used. Right now, it's really more about, hey, we need to consider it. And that is definitely key. That's, that's where we started. But now as we're evolving, I think more guidance is probably in order to just make sure that not only are we thinking about it, but we're going to apply it and we're going to apply it correctly. And so I do think not only for the um, scenario earlier where we're talking about independence and kind of managing this relationship with management, um, but also in, in terms of other areas of how are we going to apply analytics? I think IA, um, it wouldn't surprise me if it comes from the IA, I kind of hope it does, but someone at some point is definitely going to be providing um, more prescriptive guidance around this for sure. And I think also in terms of managing expectations with management and the board, uh, I can think of a scenario where you build an analytic that is going to reach out to certain databases, pull some data uh, in terms of by, by pinging certain fields. And then later on, after you've built the, 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 the script or the, the routine that is going to build that, that uh, analytic around it, 
a new data set, uh, a new database is put online, a new server is put online, a new company is bought, and no one notifies anyone. And then now we have an incomplete report. So we could have some of those dynamics play out. Now, before we wrap up, though, one thing that I would like to, to check with you on, and, and this builds on something I asked you previously, which is in terms of the proliferation of tools. But how about the funding dynamic around being able to pay for it? Is that something that we should perhaps share the cost with some uh, first and second line functions? What do you see as far as the funding? Because, of course, at the end of the day, a lot of it comes down to money. Yes, definitely money talks. Um, yes, I do think, you know, uh, funding is going to be kind of an interesting challenge. Uh, the, like I said, the pro side of this is tools are more available, education is more available. So I do think we still need to be making, um, you know, investments in audit analytics. And so just because tools are becoming cheaper does not mean that we need to take our foot off the gas in terms of moving forward. So the pro side of this is, yes, we should be thinking about can we leverage tools that management's already investing in. Like I mentioned, those general data science tools might already be being used within your corporation and you can get a license for a Tableau, a NIME, whatever it may be, and just plug into it without going through any additional hoops. Um, and, and that's a great way to go. And I've seen that work many times in the past. Excellent. Great advice there. Uh, Peyton, thank you so very much for helping us uh, get an... Uh, 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 an insight into some of the things that are happening and things that are probably going to happen fairly soon as we look into the future. So uh, I really appreciate you sharing your, your knowledge and this topic for with us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Skeptical Auditor podcast and a big thank you to our guest, Peyton Hahn. If you're looking for more ways to stay ahead of the curve and earn CPEs, check out Audit Pro TV On Demand. Subscription learning for auditors by auditors. Visit acilearning.com slash auditprotv. Mm -hmm.